And welcome to another episode of the Football Smack Talk Show. I am your host, Ryan. I'm Eric. Welcome, everybody, to another wonderful episode Monday. Uh, we're starting a great week. We had a pretty decent uh, thing happen for the Eagles today. We're going to talk about it. That, yeah. of course, is the signing of edge rusher Ryan Kerrigan. So we'll get into that in, uh, in just a moment. Uh, but Eric, how was your weekend? Uh, what was going on? It was nice. Not not a whole lot going on. Just you know, the usual stuff. I had to go down the the uh, in laws uh, trailer. We helped them clean, and you know, down by the shore. So getting ready for a nice shore season. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Gary already uh, at it. Uh, didn't even give us two seconds to to start the show. Uh, Gary, who is a uh, known awful Cowboys fan, uh, Philly is good for getting washed up players past their prime. Yeah, no, Dallas has never done that. No, no, they've never given anybody a contract when they didn't deserve one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, that's the big news of today. Obviously, last week uh, was the signing of running back Kerryon Johnson to the squad. And now uh, this week it is Ryan Kerrigan, who – you know, granted, uh, isn't certainly his Pro Bowl self, four-time Pro Bowler, uh, played, you know, limited snaps last year. Obviously, the Washington uh, defense, uh, especially that front seven. Right. Pretty, pretty good, pretty young. Uh, so he didn't see that much uh, time, but still managed to mm -hmm. get uh, five and a half sacks, which is pretty impressive. And he'll go into a nice rotation. Uh, he plays mostly on the left side. So he'll spell uh, Brandon Graham mostly. But Graham, Barnett, Kerrigan, and Sweat uh, is a pretty right. decent uh, four uh, to, you know, a second squad there. Uh, four and, yeah, when you want to go in the, when you're in passing downs and you want to have Kerrigan and Graham on the same side. Or that, yeah, they're yeah. probably your best uh, rushers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, exactly. I think um, – I just think it, it provides a nice depth. Uh, it, it provides a good veteran uh, on the squad. Excuse me. There's a lot of uh, certainly a lot of young uh, defensive players uh, in in that uh, locker room there, and adding a veteran Pro Bowler is certainly uh, an added thing. So I think it's a great depth signing. Uh, I, you know, I haven't heard the numbers officially, but I can only assume it would not be for uh, too too much, since well, we don't have too too much, so. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I think that was a great signing, great depth, uh, and in fact, we're going to go uh, dive deep into the defensive ends today. Um, and in fact, Eric, if you want to just jump, we'll just jump right into it um, in, in a segment we call the state of the position. So each uh, week, we'll kind of break down a specific position group on the Eagles. Uh, obviously, with the addition of Ryan Kerrigan, we'll certainly uh, dive into the defensive ends, as I assume that's where he'll mostly play his defensive end. Right. Um, you know, he's kind of a, one of those hybrid. He can, in the 3-4, he can certainly be that one of those outside linebacker edge rushers uh, or have his fingers in the ground and, and go to battle. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure Lane Johnson was super happy uh, about the signings. They didn't have to go up against uh, Kerrigan uh, once again. So... Uh, but, yes, let's dive deep into uh, the Eagles roster and the defensive end. Obvious, obviously, as I mentioned, 
uh, you know, Brandon Graham, uh, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat. Those are your, your main guys now with Kerrigan. Uh, but you right. you still technically have uh, you know players like Joe Osman, um, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Leo, um, you know Jannard Avery technically has switched over to linebacker, but I wouldn't necessarily be shocked if uh, Avery does make the squad uh, just due to the fact that he could do a little bit of both. Right, he's versatile and can do both. Like. I think that gives him a, a huge advantage. Look, this is a strong group, and it, it may be the strongest on the team. Yeah. Defensive um, end group. Yeah, absolutely. And then you, you have uh, drafted rookie uh, Teron Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, who still, in fact, I don't think the Eagles have signed any of their um, – <laughs> Not that I've heard. I don't, I don't believe so. I don't believe they have. So, technically, he's still listed as uh, an unsigned – uh, draftee, and then they also uh, signed uh, undrafted uh, Jaquan Bailey, um, who out of Iowa State. Uh, so he certainly looks to to try and make the roster as well, heading into camp. So you know it'll be interesting uh, with that group. You know, like we said, the big four is certainly going to be you know the most talked about, as that'll be the main rotation. Uh, but, you know, some of those guys, maybe, you know, the young kid, uh, Teron Jackson, try and get some time in there. Um, <clears throat> you know, Osman's been here for, for a little while. So, you know, the he's certainly familiar with at least, you know, the guys. Obviously, we don't know with this system yet or, or what we're going right. to run. But, you know, and a lot of people with the Kerrigan signing kind of use that as an excuse to be like, oh, well, maybe we're going to do a 3-4. Because that's what Kerrigan's, I guess, most comfortable in. But I still have no indication that we would run the three four. Yeah, and look, I, I don't anybody holding out for that. I think you know you're kind of wasting your time. I don't think that's in the cards. They just don't have the linebackers to. Well, like, where yeah. are you going to find four linebackers, let alone four NFL ready linebackers that are good on this team? Well, right, and and you know, obviously, Kerrigan could certainly fit into one of those outside guys with, sure, you know, with some of the guys they have. But you're still going to need another kind of edge rusher to to be that other outside uh, edge rusher. And they just, like I said, they just don't have it. So yes, yeah, because are you going to ask Brandon Graham to step back and step into that role, and then what? Uh, yeah, I would hope. I would hope not. Right. Uh, you know, I think I think what we have right now is is good. So I, I think this team is is designed for for the four three rather than the four uh, rather than the three four. Right. So, you know, uh, maybe another signing or two might might change my mind, but I don't think we have the room. Yeah, I feel like this would have to be a decision they made back in February that they wouldn't. Well, to well, right. I mean, they certainly. I would. <laughs> I would hope they know what they're doing. <laughs> three four four three. At this point, they're just not sharing it with us. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty bad, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, look, a new coaching staff, I wouldn't blame you for coming in looking at your roster before you make that decision. But at right. this point, you should have seen your roster and what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure they know, even though they have not shared that with us. Right. Now, so obviously, you know, the starters, uh, assume, assuming the starters are who we mm-hmm. think they are, Brandon Graham, who, by the way, is – 33 years old 
Sure. Uh, so not great. Uh, you're definitely going to need to to replace him. Obviously, Kerrigan, you know, is, is an older player, and yeah, this, this is, this is not a long-term fix. This is, yeah, no, this is definitely just going to be kind of a a one and done. I would assume, unless you know he's you know very successful. And we'll yeah, yeah wants to come back and do another one-year deal next. Uh, I think a lot of people are trying to fit the old Chris Long. Uh, you know, narrative into that as well. Once they heard about Kerrigan, some similarities with that. Sure, I mean, I'm okay with with that. I just, you know, let's not expect too too much. Uh, well, don't expect the Chris Long productivity. I mean, I think the leadership you can expect. Sure, sure. Uh, because Ryan Kerrigan was an absolute leader on that uh, on that defense in Washington. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, he's all time leader in sacks for them. Yeah. Um, you know, he's just, just a great player. He did just absolutely terrible. Well, one thing I learned by browsing Twitter and seeing uh, some people's Twitter exchanges, don't try to say that Ryan Kerrigan uh, beat up on Lane Johnson because he will come at you if you say that. Yes. Yes, he will. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I liked it. I think it was a good signing. I think it's certainly – uh, something that we needed uh, to add a little bit more depth in that line. But, you know, it, it still comes back to the fact of what are we doing at CB2? What is going to be yeah. that quarterback? And now with another signing, how much money do we have to really get, you know, somebody signed? Now, I, as I proposed last week, I think that's probably going to work out. And then he's planning on not returning until, you know, obviously he's either released or, or traded, which obviously he wouldn't be returning anywhere. But uh, right. so um, for some reason, all of a sudden the Eagles get back in there and say, hey, how about a new contract? Yeah, right. Yeah. Wouldn't that be uh, something? But That'd yeah, so, so that money off the books would ha certainly help alleviate uh, mm -hmm. cash to sign a CB2, which, which is something that we desperately need. Well, if they were to make a deal to try and like maybe make a trade to get a cornerback to like, I know we've speculated a lot on the Zach Ertz value. I wonder if he could be a part of any of those deals. Well, you know, uh, some somebody had mentioned somebody like Stefan Gilmore, who mm -hmm. seems to be kind of out of favor in, in New England and probably could alone just be had for a third rounder. And his cap hit isn't that bad. It's like seven something. For you know somebody of his ilk, I would assume it would have been a lot more. But sure. uh, you know, if you throw in Ertz, offset the money, give him a give him a fourth. Ertz and a fourth. Right? Does Ertz and a fourth get it done? Right? Yeah. So you know, maybe maybe again, maybe that maybe the Patriots are holding out for a lot more value. Maybe Ertz and a third might do it, but. You know, still, I think I would explore that. I would still do that. And you know that, that Bill Belichick's going to get all he can out of Zach Ertz. Sure. And, you know, considering that they have a nice young quarterback there, they have Cam Newton for another year uh, before the, you know, I would assume before the kid get, steps in. But, you know, I, I think that could be a trade that works out for both teams. And we could have a, a year or two of Slay and Gilmore. Which right. would be which would solve all of our problems in the defensive backfield. Absolutely, I I just I don't understand like I don't understand why like this isn't be you know this isn't 
more talked about, like the cornerback. Too. Now, I know I talk about cornerbacks all the time. Sure. But, like, I, I mean, they're going to have to figure it out. And thankfully, you know, we don't have a game till September. And but, you don't have to worry about that just yet. But, yeah, a long time before we got to figure that out. But, sure. But if you don't start figuring that out, like, if you don't, don't start on the working on that, like, man, it'll get late early. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, you can be up against it, and it's like, guys are reporting to camp, and it's like, okay, what are we doing about the second cornerback spot? Because, <laughs> like, I don't want to go into September with Avante Maddox as the number two corner. I just, I'm not comfortable with that. No. I don't think anybody should be. Uh, you know, that's definitely not not going to be a recipe for success. And if that is what we end up doing, you know, we're probably going to have to lean on, you know, the, the rookie McPherson to try and, you know, step up hopefully. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, it's going to, it could be really ugly, honestly, especially considering who we play early in the season. Oh, I know we play a lot of teams with a lot of weapons. I mean, Atlanta has Julio who has Ridley, who has yeah, whoever ends up getting covered by the second corner in that game, like Ridley or Julio, man, they're gonna go off. Yeah, yeah. So and then and then you have you know Debo Samuel and Kittle the next week. You yeah, know, you're, you're eventually running into Dallas, who has uh, you know a, a couple of weapons there. You know you have Kansas City, who has a couple of weapons there. Um, you know it it certainly could get ugly real quick. And that's something that, you know, I think we've been saying on the show for, for quite a bit. And it's, you know, as much as we keep saying it, nothing's happened. So I'm not sure what how he's thinking. You know, obviously, I understand that, you know, they're a little cap, you know, cash struck. But the only thing I could think, especially with bringing in a guy like Ryan Kerrigan, what do you do when it's like, okay, we want a corner. We really can't get one. What's the next best way to help out our cornerbacks? And that is to go out and get an amazing pass rush to take the pressure off those corners. Yeah. I mean, and that's what the Kerrigan signing to me, that's as much to help your defensive backs as it is to help out the, you know, the defensive line. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, when one, when you have one week, position it really puts the pressure on the other spots and when those other spots aren't the greatest you know and they have that pressure of trying to cover sure for, for a bad position it, it really is it could get so ugly quick and it's it, it it's really an easy fix you just need to bring in somebody who's somewhat competent at, at on the outside to be the cb2 I know there's not like just everyone flying. Yeah, I know they're not falling off trees, but right. But you know, uh, the kid from Pittsburgh, Nelson, uh, I think would be would be fine. He's a free agent. You know, he's he's still talking with teams. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, obviously, you know, the trade market. You know, outside of Gilmore, I'm sure there's you know probably somebody uh, you know around. What a, you know, Richard Sermon either even. You know, I know it's not necessarily a popular name or a sexy name anymore, but. He's somebody for a year that you could plug in. Maybe, uh, you know, again, if he, he wants to kind of prove his worth, do a one-year deal and, and try to get another, you know, one last contract for himself. 
before he retires. So, well, and I think the way he's at right now, he's got to understand that what he's going to get over the remainder of his career is one year deals from teams that are just looking to see, hey, can you plug a hole for us for a year? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, where would you put the defensive line group as far as like if you were rating them? As compared to what? Within the other position groups on the Eagles or in the NFC East or? Well, it's just, I mean, how do you, okay, we started this segment by saying it's the state of the position. Okay. What do you think the state of the defensive line position is, in particular defensive ends? I think, well, in the defensive ends, I think, you know, we have good depth. I think we, you know, once Brandon Graham falls off, which is bound to happen, I mean, sure, you know, you can't keep doing this forever, but he's 33 years old. You know, he makes a good amount of money. You need to make take the steps to try and replace him at some point. I would hope that would be, you know, within the next year or so, because I don't know how much longer he's got. So when if Brandon Graham's not there, it's going to be, you know, pretty darn ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no offense to Derek Barnett, but let's be honest. He hasn't he taken that step you needed. He hasn't know. lived up to the expectations. Mm-hmm. And Josh Sweat obviously has played well in the limited minutes, but there's a reason he has limited minutes. You know, there's something that's there that isn't, you know, clicking or he's not able to beat out Derek Barnett for full starter minutes. So that has to tell you something, you know. And and some of what it could tell you, too, is Derek Barnett was a first round pick. And so he gets the benefit of those. I I don't think he has that that benefit anymore. So maybe Josh Sweat wins the starting job and Barnett. Well, I mean, hey, if Josh Sweat goes up there and wins the starting job in camp, uh, you, yeah, he probably doesn't have that advantage anymore. But I'm saying over the last couple of years, as far as the reason why Sweat hasn't gotten those opportunities previously, I think it could be because Derek Barnett's a number one pick and they wanted to, they wanted that return on their investment. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I hear you. You know how he's never one to admit defeat, so he, he certainly wasn't exactly his strength. Yeah, wouldn't want like to wouldn't want aside from handling contracts. What is his strength? Uh, yeah, me and Finneran, um yeah. you know, on the broadcast. I, I guess he is the lone Howie supporter, and I appreciate that. You know, he comes out there and. You know, he he stands on that island and he owns it. He owns Howie Island. Yeah, he does, he does enjoy Howie a little bit more than the rest of us, which is weird. Uh, yeah, I, wouldn't, I mean, just knowing Finner and the, the bit that I do, I wouldn't have guessed that Finner was a Howie guy. Uh, same. I mean, I, I know him well and I still don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, you know, really, you know, uh, we've kind of been beating this horse to death as far as the CB2, but you know, there's not a lot going on right now. Obviously the, you know, the last week, you know, two weeks, we've each signed somebody that I feel can provide pretty good depth. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're not going to get anybody at this point. That's super sexy. Well, yeah, at this point, you're not going to get that right. you know, is, but, player. Yeah. You know, with the, with the, you know, with the schedule coming out, it's funny, you know, people are predicting, uh, you know, wins and whatnot. And, and somebody wrote an article, like an actual journalist, 
wrote an article that's saying that the Eagles are going to get to 12 wins. Like over the next three years? And, and it just goes to show you the shit show that Philly actual journalism is at this point, that they just throw stuff like that out there. Like if, if, if I was an editor and one of my sports guys came up and said, hey, I had this great article about how the Eagles are going to win 12, 12 games. I'm going to like, do rewrite that. Get out of my face. Get out of my office. You're sure, sure. Do you have the schedule in front of you, or can you get it quickly? Uh, I, I can. I can get it quickly. Yeah. Do you want to see if let, let's? Hey, why don't we run down the schedule and see if we can find twelve wins? Ah. Not give it like go. Oh, win loss, win loss. But can we find twelve wins on this schedule? Okay. All right. Uh, let's go. Uh, week one, Atlanta, and Atlanta. Look, I think they can win in, in Atlanta. But I think, I think, okay, I think that, like, if we're looking for 12 wins, I think that's one. That yeah, can. let's go with possible wins. Yeah. Uh, yes, Atlanta is a possible win. Uh, next week, home against San Fran. Nah, man. I don't nah, see it. I don't see it. I, like, I'd like to see – to me, if I'm going to say, yeah, on a possible win, i got to have a position group that I know we can win at. Yeah. And I don't know that there's really a position group that we win at. No. All right. Next week, Monday uh, at Dallas. God. Do I really have to say no shot at that one? No. Yeah, no. We're not winning that one. No. Unfortunately, it's early. Cowboys. Cowboys all. Yeah, I was going to say, this is when the Cowboys are peaking. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Next week, uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock uh, at home against the Chiefs. <laughs> All right. Uh, next week, uh, week five, Sunday at Carolina. Yeah, we'll win. Yeah, I, I can find that win. That can be that can be one of our wins. We got two wins so far. Two Both over All the right. NFC South. Yeah, thank God. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of the NFC South, Thursday, uh, home against <laughs> the defending champion, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> All right, next up is uh, Sunday, the 24th, at Las Vegas. Yes, I think we Possible can win. win. Yeah, I think that's. I think we found three wins so far. Okay. Next. On the hook for 12, can we get there? there? We go. Uh, the 31st, Halloween, at Detroit. Hey, now. We just All right, next, Sunday, week nine, against uh, at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. No. 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 They are they are a team on the rise. Yeah. Is, is starting to come into his own. I don't see how we do it. Yeah. Every year I try to look around and say, who is that team that like reminds me of the 2017 Eagles? That like, man, like they've got that young quarterback coming into his own. They've got a good stingy little defense. Like yep. A lot of injuries coming back. So yeah, they yeah. remind me of that kind of team. Okay. Uh, so next week we are at the Denver Broncos, week 10. I think we could, yeah, that's yeah, we got five. five. All right. Uh next week, uh New Orleans at home. I think there's I think we can, yeah, I think we no can. Drew we, go. we got six. No Drew Brees. I think that's certainly a possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As good as they want, they were the last couple of years. Absolutely. You know, they're they're relying on James Winston or Chase and or Taysom Hill. Um, you know, yeah, they didn't really do much this offseason either. So 
I think it's a it's a possible possible win. Yeah. All right. Next up, at the New York Giants, week twelve. I think that's a possible win. Yeah. 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 Especially, dude, the Eagles right now are living rent free in the Giants' head. I know. All right. Next up, December the fifth, week thirteen, at the New York Jets. Yes, we're not at that stage in our organization where we can't at least have a chance to beat the Jets. All right, we are on quite the little streak here. I know, right? Four in a row of possible. So we're at eight. Going into our bye, we come out of it versus the Washington football team uh, at uh, home. So I, I think that's I think that's a possible. Yeah, so that's nine. We're at nine. All right. Verse, uh, the next week is week 18. Uh, we got home at the wait. No, I skipped. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, next is uh, versus New York Giants, which again I think is a perfectly winnable game. That's nine. That's nine. And the next week you have at Washington Football, winnable game. Ten. And we're running out of games. And then yeah, we're running out of games. And then Dallas Cowboys, the last week of the season, a week eighteen on the January the ninth. At home, I think that's a winnable game as well. Absolutely. So I think so. We found ten winnable games. Doesn't right. mean we think they're going to win all ten. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. Just in the back half. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. No, we did find twelve. We found twelve. Okay. Atlanta. Yeah. Carolina. Okay. Vegas. Yeah. Detroit, uh-huh. Denver, mm-hmm. Saints, mm-hmm. Giants, Jets, mm-hmm. Washington, Giants, Washington, Cowboys. So that's 12. No oh, shoot. We found 12. All right. We found, we found 12. We were just games. Now, again, the division. That requires us to go 5-1 and one in the division. That requires yeah. us to. Right. Uh, now, granted, that, yeah. I think we go two and four in the division, most likely. Yeah. Um, maybe three and three. Um, I think I we're think splitting with the Giants. I can easily Washington. see the Saints whooping us. I can easily see okay. the Vegas Raiders whooping us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, heck, I you know I could even see Denver. Honestly, they're not oh, sure. Bad. Um, Carolina certainly still has you know Chris McCaffrey and you know Matt Rule's halfway decent coach. Uh, yeah. Atlanta's got an offense, man. You know, they got an offense. They can, they can put up some points in Atlanta. Right. So I could literally make a case that at most we could win 12 games if everything goes the right way. Sure. Uh, and, and honestly, I think there's a case at the lowest that we win three games. Oh, God. Because we're not losing to the Jets. We're not losing to the, to the Lions. No. Nah. And then we're we're not going to get swept by the division. No, no. So that's three. <laughs> yeah. That's three. So yeah, it's it's that's not pretty. But uh, yeah, I don't know how you confidently say twelve wins. Yeah, I mean, look, we found twelve games that we think could be wins. But when we go through and do our, you know, game by game prediction, that's not like I don't see us sitting there saying, "Oh yeah, they're gonna win. They're gonna win both Washington games." Right. And, you know, they're, uh, they're yeah, you know, and both Giant games. 
Yeah, like like I said, I think I think it's healthy to go into a season like this saying, "Hey, you know what? I'd be happy for a split, three and three. Right. And you know, I, I think that's certainly fair. But you know, it's just it's just it could get really, 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 really ugly, really fast. And I think a lot of that it would make me feel a lot better had we uh, a competent cornerback number two because we're going up against look at that i mean like i said atlanta's got some weapons san fran weapons cowboys weapons chiefs weapons carolina has some weapons dj moore uh, you know sure cmc they got uh, robbie anderson uh didn't they just sign somebody else um uh, La Tampa Bay obviously has crazy amounts of weapons. Yeah. Uh, Vegas, eh, I mean, they don't have the greatest weapons. Lions, and eh, they don't have the greatest weapons. Chargers got some good weapons. Mm -hmm. uh, Broncos actually have a pretty good receiving core, young receiving core. Uh, Saints have tons of weapons. Giants have, like, they signed 500 wide receivers. Uh, the Jets drafted one. Nobody. Uh, Washington's yeah. got some weapons. You know, they just signed Samuel to go with McLaurin. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's it's not looking pretty. So, damn, the, the Super Bowl is February the 13th. Yes, day before Valentine's Day. Ooh, I do not like that. No. I do not like that. One bet. One bet. I was hoping they were going to go second by and uh, the next week, February 20th. And to make a President's Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we'll we'll see. It's uh, it, it's going to be a little ugly, and hopefully, like like I think we've said over the past few weeks, it's going to be a little little rough with with content here. Um, you know, we're we're already half. You know, well, we're half an hour in, and we're I think we're. I think we're done, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I Before we get out of here, actually, yeah. I want to talk to you about uh, going to an away game. Yes. So everyone and their mother talks about Vegas, right? Yeah. And, you know, I desperately want to go there. And I desperately want to go to Vegas, too. Yeah. But Vegas is going to be mad expensive. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've seen some like Philly sport trips or, you know, Philly fans trips. I like the cheapest would be like $2,500. I mean, tickets are out there are like $700. And then I, mean, I, and I then know I there's no way. I mean, yo, me and my wife have separate like bank accounts and everything. Like we do everything separately. So like basically as long as my stuff's paid, like it don't matter. Like I do what I want with the rest of my money. I do what I want. I still can't see myself saying, Yeah, I'm spending twenty five hundred dollars. Just to now granted, it sounds amazing because you sure. ninety seven five is going out there. You have a private magic show with fucking Dora Boss. Sure. You have tailgates. You have the flight. You have a nice hotel on the strip. You got tickets. You got happy hours. They do it up. But like twenty five hundred. Let, let me. I'm right on Philly Sports Church right now. Let me. Let me. Uh, I was saying what we should do is look up some of the other ones. Well, like, now. Well, that's the thing. Okay, so let's say without game ticket. Jeez, this is awful. 
Let's say the 400 level for the two of us. Yeah. Uh, let's see one. Let's go two per room. Okay. So looks like our total for two of us to go four night, two per room with an upper 400 level, the highest level they have ticket, which is 695 per. Uh, we are looking at just under $5,600. For two of us. There's no way I'm pulling that off. You know. Now, let's transition to something a little bit better. Let's look at Denver. Okay. So I would like to, I would I would not mind Denver. So let's go three nights stay. I'll be in Denver on uh, Friday morning, most likely. What was that? I'll probably be in Denver. Oh, I was going to say uh, all right, so three night package, two per room. Everything is included, apparently, which is which is good. Uh, we are looking at a total of fifteen hundred. See, I can I can probably swing fifteen hundred to Denver as opposed to fifty six hundred for Vegas. Like that is ridiculously retarded. So, and our bu good buddy, for a friend of the show, now has his own uh, show, um, Broad Street South Sports Talk. Uh, Mike Fuji uh, reached out to me the other day, and we, we were talking about it. And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I want to go to Vegas, but it's super expensive. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do." He's yeah. like, "Dude, what about Denver? Like, like I, I like I think you know uh, it would be cool to look into Denver." So I started looking into it. And listen, I, I, granted, it's going to be November the 14th, so it's going to be pretty cold, probably. Sure. But Denver's a cool, cool ass city. I've always wanted to go to Denver. And you're telling me 1500 bucks to book uh, for two people? So you're saying 750 bucks to get out there, hotel, ticket, tailgate? Uh, let's, let's, in fact, let's, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Uh, let's see. Package includes direct flights from Philly, yada, yada, yada. Um, tailgates, there's tailgates provided, all this other, you know, all this other good stuff. So, transportation, ticket, tailgate, hotel. I think that's pretty good to me. So, yeah. I mean, let's say self travel. Yeah, so it's even cheaper if you do self travel. Obviously, if you can find a cheap flight out there, but I'm pretty sure these flights are are. I'll drive out there. Well, <laughs> these flights are are chartered, so it's just basically it's going to be all Eagles fans on a flight. Oh, that sounds freaking badass, right? So listen, that does sound well. Let me tell you, the trip out to London with the Eagles fans that like. I mean, now granted, we did have some other people, like other than just us. Those other people, like, but it was mainly like the the travel group that took over this flight, and it was fantastic. Especially, you know, on the way, well, on the way there, everybody's so pumped. You know, we're getting the Eagles cheers the whole time, 
It's like, you know, we're flying over the Atlantic Ocean yeah. and it's like, you know, hour like seven on this flight. And it's like someone just went, e. and so it's like during the quiet time and, and the flight, they yeah. turn the lights down. Someone just, e. hey. <laughs> so I, I can't sleep sitting like that. Like, so basically I didn't sleep the entire flight over. Naturally. And so, of course, when that guy did it, I had to chime right in with him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I can't let that poor guy do it alone. All right. And I mean, I imagine I could probably reach out to some other people, see if they're interested, too. I mean, I know uh, our buddy who should be more of a friend of the show, but hasn't been as good a friend of the show as he should be, Mike right. Bensinger. Yeah, I'm calling you out, punk, for not tuning yeah. in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, he, well, he was all in on Vegas, and I've been like when I saw the prices, I was trying to talk him off of Vegas because I basically the conversation went from, "Oh man, dude, we go to Vegas, we go to the game out there." And I kind of said to him, just like, you know, like, Vegas is always Vegas. Like, we can go another time. Right. So, okay. So, let's say three-night full package on uh, fans of Philly. Three-night full package with airfare Friday to Monday. Uh, includes airport transfers, yada, yada, yada. Um, oh, and I read that wrong. My apologies. It was $1,400 uh, um, per person, not total. Okay. Still, still much better rather than still. Yeah. Uh, this is saying double occupancy about a little under 1200 per person. So it's a little bit cheaper for fans of Philly. And if we get four people into a room, it ends up being like 1100. So we save a hundred bucks a person. Nice. Okay. So I think we should look into it, but all right, well that's for, uh, for another episode. We won't, uh, we won't bore you with all. We don't want to bore everybody with our travel plans. Yeah. Uh, we do appreciate everybody uh, for listening in. Thanks, Gary, for the awful comment in the beginning. Uh, yeah, you great to hell. Uh, <laughs> don't forget some of our other shows here uh, on the Phillyverse Podcast Network. We have uh, plenty of live shows. Uh, obviously, Monday we have uh, our show at six. Following us uh, in uh, just about forty-five minutes, you have the Diamond Club Podcast. Nice. Uh, try eat. Sit down and watch that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wednesday at 6, you have the Bald Eagle podcast, which is all about the birds. Uh, you have Mike Sports, which is at 8 o'clock on Wednesday, all about the NFL and anything football, really. Uh, Thursday, you have uh, the All Hockey, All Flyers, Tendies on Patterson at 5.30, and then the WWE Wrestling uh, Show, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs at 9. And finally, uh, the last show of the week is the Philly Broadcast, a 4 for 4 show on Fridays at 6.00. 30. Uh, so make sure you check them out along with uh, some of our past shows. Make sure you go on to Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you follow, like, and subscribe. We are at Phillyverse4133 on Twitter. So make sure you follow us there. Uh, but yeah, that's it for our show. Uh, not a lot to, to discuss tonight outside of Kerrigan. So uh, hopefully we'll have a few more things to discuss next week. So check us out uh, as we will be live once again at 6 o'clock on Monday. Uh, well, 
Oh, Pro programming though. Right. I don't know when I'll be back from uh, my trip. Whether or not I'll be available for uh, oh, the next show. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can tell you that Mike Sports most likely will not be on this week. Understandable. As well as Tables Ladders. Yeah, I was going to say definitely Tables Ladders and Chairs. Well, we'll let you know. We'll keep uh, keep you yeah. up to date with everything like that. So yeah, but we'll be we'll be back to our normal shows in the next week. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight for another wonderful football smack talk show. Um, that's it for us, Eric. You got anything to add? No. All right, gotta love it. So that's it for us. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Maybe you'll just see me. I don't know. Uh, but for the football smack talk show, I am Ryan. I'm Eric. Happy football, everybody. Only 115 days to go. That sounds pretty good to me. We can do that. Yeah. It's getting there. In two weeks, we'll be at 101. Yeah. Real exciting. Under 100 very soon. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, and do all those other stuff blindly. Uh, Whatever social media tells you to do, just do it. Always listen. Uh, But we're out of here. Thank you so much. Go, birds. Go, birds.